0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So the U.S. government shutdown, partial shutdown, whatever you want to call it, is now, it actually has been for a while, a couple days now, the longest in U.S. history. Uh, It's coming up on something like four weeks now. Um, And, and, you know, I, I really am feeling strongly that this shutdown is going to contribute to some real economic weakness. You know, this is an article that I was looking at from, from Zero Hedge. There's, I'll put a link in the description. I'm just making this podcast format. There's no screen capture, so so I'll put a link to this down below in the description. Uh, but the title of this, this article was, U.S. may enter recession as soon as this quarter, quarter one of 2019, due to extended shutdown. And basically, uh, the... The the thesis behind this is that, um, as CNBC's Steve Leisman reports, the original estimate that the partial shutdown would subtract 0.1% from growth, GDP growth, every two weeks has now been doubled to 0.1% subtraction every week, citing an unnamed official. Okay, so to put that in perspective, we're at, what, four weeks now, which will, I guess, mostly impact... Uh, quarter one, as opposed to quarter four of of last year, um, that's 0.4 percent from the GDP. Now. The question is how much longer will this go on, and, and of course that's that's anybody's guess. But but you know I, I was even listening to uh, what's what's his name, Newt, Newt Gingrich, uh, former former Speaker of the House. He was even talking about middle to to end of February, I think, was the the day the the, the time period that he was putting on this as to how far out this this government shutdown could continue. You know that's an additional uh, four to six weeks, right? So we're talking uh, potentially an entire percentage point hit to GDP now historically, I think quarter one of GDP has been a uh, pretty weak uh, period in the past, anyways, in terms of, of uh, economic growth. And they always have reasons for it; um, it's the weather or it's something else along those lines. Uh, but you know, I don't know if recession is the right term to use for this because, of course, the official definition of a recession is two simultaneous quarters below you know zero percent growth, the negative growth. Uh, but I do think that that we're gonna it's gonna take a serious hit, and I think that that is soon gonna be priced in into the markets. I think you're soon gonna see this priced into forecasts for for when the Fed uh, hikes their rates next. I mean, what if what if we round out February and we just started the government back up again, right? Just uh, resolve this one way or another, and the Fed goes and and hikes rates in in March or even provides a a hawkish. Um, outlook uh, right on the back of this of course markets might rally when when it finally stops the shutdown but you know the truth of this is that you know this uh, this this shutdown and obviously it's, it's federal employees some that were furloughed, furloughed some that were are, are still working um, they're not getting paid right and and many other you know government projects or contractors or whatever else um, they're not getting paid and of course that's part of the reason as to why you uh, why many are projecting this is going to lead to an economic slowdown. But, you know, when it's over, it's not like, you know, if this is primarily impacts quarter one, that all of that is going to be gained back in quarter two. No, not not at this point. You know, maybe if if we were in a different economic situation, maybe that would be the case. But but the truth of the matter is that you have workers here that are, you know, as of last week, miss their paycheck Right? They have a mortgage payment, they have a car payment, they have food to put on the table, whatever it is. And, and maybe they have savings to tap into. Maybe they have a credit line that they're going to use, whatever. Um, but that, you know, even if they're going to get back pay, even those that didn't work will probably get back pay. Even if that happens, it doesn't mean that all of that growth is just going to be tacked on to the next quarter. No, because, I mean, first of all, you got the problem that you know, all the work that those those laid off workers are supposed to do that they're going to get paid for, likely, um, didn't get done. Okay, that's that's not going to help things out. Um, you know, second of all, you got to understand that when you miss major payments, when, when you fall behind in your finances, and and then you get, you know, two paychecks or three paychecks at once, you know, the response very well may not be, well, let's go and spend it all. Right? They're they're gonna take care of their major bills first and then they might store, stock extra away right after that. And and how the markets react to this, I mean this is very negative for the markets. The wall and the funding for the wall is not huge in the whole term of things, the whole scheme of things. It's it's not. I know people have very passionate feelings about it, but five billion or whatever, even in terms of the, the debt, right? It's it's not that big of a deal. But what is this going to show the markets about Congress's ability or lack thereof to work together in the future? because I'll remind you that they have a big debt ceiling problem to work through uh, coming up in 2019. This is I think March of 2018 that they'll have to deal with that. Um, and, and what if they you know what if there's any hint that they won't be able to to, to get that figured out in time? I mean, we saw what we saw what happened back in, in you know, 2011 uh, in terms of the debt ceiling. We've seen these standoffs uh, go pretty far in the past. And yet, you know, we have a very different administration this time around. Right. He's been willing to uh, extend this shutdown. Of course, it's not just him. I'm not going to put the blame all on Trump. This is this is as much the Democrats as him, in my opinion. It's it's frustrating, I guess. But um the hypocrisy, I should say, is, is very frustrating uh, by the Democrats to so try and blame this all on him. But uh, the uh, wh- where am I going with this? Um, if he's willing to extend this into the longest shutdown in U.S. history, then what's to say he won't also do the same for the debt ceiling? Right? What if he 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 allows that to to kind of lapse? And you know, what does that do about the U.S. credit's rating? And and will he be willing to play hardball with that? Um, that's going to be on the the front of I think a lot of, of traders' minds, a lot of really market makers' minds, honestly. Uh, you know, once February and eventually mark, March March uh, rolls around, and so so keep an eye on this shutdown. You know, I think um, for the first week or two, you know, people kind of saw this as you know mostly a political thing but i think more and more it's going to be something that will be priced into the markets and it'll be priced into to uh, estimates as to when the fed is going to cut rates or how many rate hikes or cuts are we going to see in the next year or two years and i think it's going to be priced into to the uh, final you know gdp data and that growth that's going to be subtracted because of this is not going to be i think fully regained in the next quarter maybe to some extent but but not fully and and who knows you know that type of a decline might set off a further decline uh kind of be a sort of a contagion at the smaller level right not major banks that we're talking about here but at the smaller level you know the other thing that i think we really should take away from this the big lesson here in terms of government shutdowns and what they mean for the economy is how important the the government is and ultimately, U.S. deficit spending is for GDP growth. I mean, that's something you got to understand that the government did not spend as much as it does if it chose to find a balanced budget. GDP growth would likely be very negative, right? The government is a big piece of how uh, the, the economy performs, right? I mean, think of all the spending that they do, whether it's the Defense Department right? Whether it's, it's, it's entitlements like, like uh, social security and and Medicare. And I get it, people pay into things like that or Medicaid or whatever. Um, but you know, that's that's ultimately something the government is paying out. Or, or uh, the various agencies, and of course the workers, you know, what is it? 800,000 workers are in our business right now. All of the defense employees, all of that, that is a big piece of the economy because people take those paychecks, they go home, and they, you know, spend those, right? Whether it's on a house, whether it's on a car, whether it's on food. That's a big piece of the economy. And, you know, from a more capitalistic, free market, small government perspective, Imagine how better that money could be used, right? Imagine if we didn't have the government taking all these taxes and, you know, maybe managing some of it somewhat well, you know, it's not all bad spending maybe, but, but a lot of it is probably just mismanaged, right? Overspending on projects or whatever it is, misallocation of capital. You know, what if we allowed a free market to, to allocate that capital? Um, I, I, I imagine that economic growth would be much, much stronger, Uh, now of course that's not something that that uh congress members or or anyone in government will ever do i mean it's it truly is a swamp right and 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 they don't want to drain that swamp right that's their livelihood right that's the livelihood of their families and of course this is you know uh that's 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 a bit of a euphemism for what's really going on meaning that they're they're not bringing in fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. No, no. Some of these lobbyists, some of these these congressmen, some of these people that that uh, you know uh, maybe corporation CEOs, executives, etc. That kind of collude with the government. Um, they're bringing in much much more because of 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 the power that government has because of its uh, purse, because of its wallet, basically the money it takes in, um, and and the money it spends. But just imagine if if we had a a more i guess lean system where, where more of this could be left to taxpayers right more of this could be left to to hard-working americans or even the rich i mean even the rich i get it i i, I as i said you know i was talking before about uh, executives colluding with the government i hate it when they work with the government to to make more money to monopolize a market whatever it is but in terms of just rich people being rich well you know what in the whole scheme of things that's not the worst thing in the world a lot of those rich people um they, they employ a lot of people look at the walton family look at all the job opportunities they've provided i know it's not ideal it's not uh 40 hours a week with a full benefits package that you might get at a union job or something like that um but you know i, I want to say walmart is maybe the largest second largest employer in the world i think second to uh well like the people's the, the pla <laughs> people's liberation army of china um I, maybe i'm wrong maybe the rankings have shifted um but, you know, they, they make serious investments in, in people, right? They, they create a lot of jobs, right? I'm I'm not saying that's always the case right now, because unfortunately, we have a system where the the few can benefit off the system, the government and the power that the government has to, to rake in a whole lot of money, right? To take advantage of the system, to collude, to to uh, make a lot of money and, and then not invest it, you know whatever they do with their wealth, whatever. Um, but, you know, if you had the government as a less powerful entity and corporations couldn't use it to do their bidding... I mean, think about, like, defense corporations. Think about what Boeing, Lockheed Martin or something would be if the defense budget was a tenth of what it currently is. They, they wouldn't... If they'd be in business, they wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? And yet, what we have now is, is you know, the few... The point zero zero one percent benefiting off of ultimately the taxpayers from everyone else and, and the overall power of the government. So, you know that's that's kind of my case for for making government smaller and then it's helping you realize that, wow, when we talk about GDP numbers, you got to understand just how distorted they are because of government spending and how um, that money very well could be spent much much better by by taxpayers, right? By corporations, by by individuals. And and who cares if they don't spend it well, right? It's their money. The government shouldn't have any right to that in the first place, right? The whole taxation is theft thing, well, you know. When when you really look at it objectively, I, I think that that is kind of true. Um, why why do we allow the government to do things like social security tax or sales tax or 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 uh, income tax, you know, without our consent, right? Try try taking away your consent in terms of taxes. We'll see how well that ends up for you stop paying tax on your house they seize it stop paying income tax uh, eventually you'll end up in jail so um i guess that's a little bit of a political rant here to round out this video let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section how much longer is this going to last um, also are you a government worker that's affected by this or not affected by it you know uh, offer your insight offer your thoughts down below in the comment section as always Thank you, guys, from the bottom of my heart. Truly, guys, thank you for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.